1: Hello, and welcome to Six Figure Dog Business. I'm your host, Ty Brown of SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Now, this is the show where we help you start or grow your dog-related business to a healthy six-figure per year income. Now, today's an exciting show because we're doing something we haven't done here before on the show. We've got two guests, two successful dog trainers, two successful business owners who have a ton of experience to help you start or grow your dog-related business. So, stay with us. We're going to be right back with Jeff Gelman and Sean O'Shea.
2: it. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Six dollars off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to petcodeals.com. That's petcodeals.com. Here Petco. Where the pets X-Power is a global brand that offers a complete line of
3: stand dryers, cage dryers, and multiple blasters that cater to both home and professional groomers. Designed to be quiet, lightweight, and powerful, X-Power Pet Dryers will save you time,
2: energy, and money. The X-Power B2 Pro at Home Dryer is the perfect gift for family and friends. Please check out our specials at ViperPet.com and Amazon.com. For more information, visit XPower.ws or call 855-855-8868. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Okay, we are back and with us today like I mentioned we've got Jeff Gelman and Sean O'Shea of Train the Trainers with jeffandsean.com. So, first off, let me give you a big welcome and a, and a big thank you for being on the show, guys.
0: Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Tyler. It's a pleasure.
1: Excellent. And so what I wanted to get into, like I say, you guys are running some workshops teaching dog business owners, dog trainers, dog walkers. You're teaching business principles on how to grow a business. And so off air, you were telling me that the first day is eight to 10 hours of intense training on business building. So I know it's tough to to sum up eight to 10 hours, but real quick, Jeff, can, what are the main things that you go over in uh, in those eight to 10 hours?
0: The way we start out our seminar for train-the-trainers is this. We ask people, what business are you in? And everyone says, you're dog training, this, 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 and this. No. We make dramatic change in people's lives. So that's the business. We just happen to be working with them and their dogs. So that sets this whole mindset now of, whoa, I thought we were dog trainers. I thought we were pet sitters. No, 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 no. We make dramatic change in people's lives. So going on that, We spend a lot of time on personal growth, which nobody's talking about out there in the dog training business. Again, if you can make the best person you can be, everybody benefits. Your clients, your family, your employees, you. We also work on things such as, obviously, the the nuts and bolts, you know, internet, Facebook, YouTube, marketing, how to find clients, how to not find clients, how to get rid of clients, how to fire clients. It's the beginning of a business, you're like, oh my gosh, I'll take that client, I'll take that client because I need the money. After a while, you sit back and you're like, wow, I really shouldn't have taken that one. Well, we'll save you the time by pre-qualifying clients. How do you pre-qualify? One of the best things about our seminars, and we've got so many success stories, we'll have somebody coming in, they're training dogs, $35 an hour. They walk out of our seminar, and they're only doing one, one hour at a time. They're afraid to do a package. They're afraid to do a boarding train. They're afraid to ask for $50 an hour. We, you will go home and you will go from $35 an hour to $135 an hour. You will go from never doing a boarding train to saying, you know what? I'm doing a boarding train. It's 1000 a week. So we're really making dramatic change in people's lives, which then turns over to their relationships with their families are better, the relationships with their, with their employees are better. So we spend a lot of time on personal growth, but obviously on the nuts and bolts of, you know, how to get your business going, the legalities of it, the account part of it. But the big thing is, though, the stuff you can't read about in books is the personal growth stuff, the business growth stuff, the positive mental attitude stuff, how to attract awesome employees, how to attract awesome clients. And how not to be tied up into the negativity that that tends to be out there, especially online and in chat rooms. And as people know, when you start being being a balanced trainer and you use the techniques and tools and philosophies that we do, remote collars, prong collars, a hand correction, nobody likes to talk about that stuff. But it's like, hey, own it, be proud of it, and just watch the money come in.
1: Now, I want to highlight, Jeff, something that you just said. And turn it over to Sean here. You mentioned that uh, you know one thing you do is you teach people how to get rid of bad clients, to fire bad clients, to not take on bad clients. And so I think you're right in that a lot of people might not understand that concept. Let me turn that over to you, Sean. Why do we need to do that? I mean, money's money, right? I mean, if if a check clears, a check clears. Um, shouldn't we take the check and just you know make the car payment? Or what's our risk in taking on clients that we don't like? Massive, massive headaches and ulcers. That's, that's the risk. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the money, you do it long enough and you quickly find out that the money's just not worth the trade-off of the headaches. I'd much rather be selective and funnel clients in that, that are a really good fit for both my philosophy and my personality and my training approach and make sure that we've got a great fit overall. I know those clients are going to do really well, and I know we're going to have a really good teamwork set up together. And that's, that's pivotal. So all you need is a few clients that are a bad fit, that are... Overly demanding or aren't on board with the philosophy but are expecting results or aren't part of the team and expecting results to create massive headaches, massive stress, and make your life pretty miserable. So I learned that pretty early on that that wasn't something that I wanted to have a part of my reality. So Jeff, me, uh, my assistant Laura, you know, we've worked really hard to cultivate realities to where it feels good to work. People that, the thing we always tell people is that we want them to be as excited to work with us as we are to work with them. If you're not excited to work with us, if you're not over the moon to come do this, we'd rather you go find somebody else. So that's really the precedent that we're setting. That's what we're looking for in our clients. And you know, like Jeff said, when you start off, you're scrambling for every dollar, and you quickly find out that that scrambling puts you in a place, a powerless place, where you're having to take whatever comes along and as we all know that's most likely not going to be in, be to your best benefit if you're just taking whatever comes along. so much better that you cultivate a lot of value, a lot of perception of value in what you do so you can funnel fantastic clients into you and then everybody succeeds and you've got a you know fantastic you know, environment and reality and your, your clients are happy, your employees are happy, you're happy, your family's happy, everything I mean it ripples out bad clients ripple out and, and really they're just the byproduct of making bad choices as the business owner. So if you got bad clients, it's on you. It's not the bad client's fault.
1: And so is there – now you mentioned that there's headache, there's uh, there's ulcers, there's all sorts of bad stuff. If we take <laughs> on clients that don't match our vision, do you think it could actually affect the bottom line though? I mean uh, do you think it's going to make you earn less money if you're taking on these bad clients?
3: It's a great question. I haven't found that to be the case. My business personally has doubled every single year – And I've been pretty selective about all the clients that come in. I mean, every once in a while, even with all the things we have in place, you know, we'll make a judgment call and maybe it's not the best fit and then we've got to, you know, work to resolve that stuff. It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. But that said, the money side of things has just gotten better and better and better. So we've been able to charge a higher price point and have clients that come in that, you know, our whole concept is that we share a ton of value through social media. So the perception is gigantic, the value that they're getting. So instead of me searching for clients and searching for customers, I've got clients and customers searching for me so it changes the whole structure of the relationship so it's a pretty profound difference and so what we found is that financially things just have gotten better and better and better as well as the reality emotionally and, and what it feels like to work with these clients so we really don't want to get in bed with anybody that's not super duper excited about it and like I said it hasn't hurt the bottom line yet if anything it's only gotten better and better and better so that's has well, our me- experience.
1: Let me flip that back to Jeff then, because you said something that, uh, that I hope Jeff can elaborate on. You mentioned that one of your main things is you share an enormous amount of content through social media, and as a result, there's a lot of perceived value there. So, Jeff, can you maybe expand on that, on what exactly that means, you know, to share a lot of content and perceived value? What does that mean for you?
0: Right, okay, excellent question. And this is a lot of the core stuff. We find in our industry, and maybe that's because we're just familiar with our industry, A lot of people don't wanna put their information out there for free. You'll hear some people say, well, we do it this way, we do it that way. Okay, I do training videos on how to literally step-by-step how to train every command off-leash, on-leash, porn collar, leash pressure, a remote collar training. Every day we put up at least six postings on Facebook, either videos or pictures of us working with dogs. You have to start giving no like and share. You've got to start putting trust out there in the bank before you ask somebody. You can't just go out there and ask someone for $2,250. You've got to put massive amounts of information out there before you ask people for money. You've got to put that honor equity out there. Everybody's afraid to do it. People are like, well, why would they hire me? Why would they hire me? That's the hard part for people to understand. So one of the things that Sean talked about was, you know, at the beginning, it's a little bit nervous. Right now, I have a waiting list for my boarding train, and I've got a waiting list for people for me to be on the road. So a good example is, and I know you guys talk about money on your show, my boarding train for two weeks is $2,250. There are people waiting to attend it. The perfect client for me is this. Hi Jeff, I went to your website, I've watched all your videos, I've been following you on Facebook, I know exactly what I want. I know you're $2,250, I know you use remote collars, this is my dog, when can I start? Imagine that, we don't have to sell to anybody. We're not selling on the phone, And and I got a sales background, I can close a sale in 60 different ways. I push business away from me. I'll tell people, you know what, you don't have to hire me, I'm expensive. Go online, watch my videos. I put as much free content out there. Why? I want your dog trained. Whether you go to me or not, I want your dog trained. 90 plus percent of those people, they come back and they hand me the money. Why? We're building up massive amounts of trust, massive amounts of knowledge out there. Sean and I put out so much information out there to people for nothing, with no obligation. And you know what? People are like, I can't wait to give you money, Jeff. When can I start?
1: You know, I wanted to highlight that because that's something I've noticed over the years in business as well, because you're right, that's the biggest fear that people have. They say, oh, well, you know, uh, if I show them how to do it, if I pull back the curtain and they see the Wizard of Oz, you know, they're not going to want to hire me anymore. But the reality is is that when you give away 80% of your stuff, when you give away 90% of your stuff, people feel like they know you, they feel like they like you. And as a result, people in general, myself included, are fairly lazy. And so even though I can see how the sausage is being made, I still say, okay, I'm going to let you do it for me. And I'm going to let you either do it for me in a boot camp, or I'm going to let you walk me through it in some private training. Even though I can go online and figure out how to do it and extrapolate all this information, essentially what you're selling them is the faster ticket right you're saying okay here's exactly how we do it but here's the faster ticket if you hire me for X amount of dollars am I getting that right is that kind of what you're saying Jeff
0: it is think of it this way if people say to you I cannot believe what these two guys are giving away for free imagine what they will give us if we actually pay them and that's Mm -hmm. the goal it's like wow okay my dog training it's going pretty well I'm able to build my business things are going well wow if I actually hire these guys, what's gonna happen with my business? What's gonna happen with my with my dog? So whether you're hiring me for, to build your business or you're hiring us to train your dog, you already feel so good about us that money's not an issue anymore. It's not about the money. And it's we've proven it so many times these last four years have just been incredible and we found the formula now. And it's not rocket science. And that sort of goes into our dog training as well.
1: Now, one thing that you mentioned earlier is about client attraction, that you attract clients to you. Now, that's something I want to highlight. We're going to go to a break here. But coming back, I want to highlight that because I know a lot of business owners out there complain. And I'm not criticizing business owners, but rather just pointing out a fact here that a lot of business owners, ah, my clients don't pay on time. Ah, my clients don't show up on time. Ah, my clients aren't doing this. or you know, And there's this tendency we have as business owners to complain. I fall into it as well. But I believe, and we're going to find out here in a second, that if we can attract the right clients, there's a whole lot less complaining. So stay with us, folks. We're going to come right back and learn more about client attraction. Sit. Stay.
2: We'll be right back after a short pause.
3: Every pet is unique.
2: Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on pawsome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping 36 billion on their pets, from lighted leashes to high-end spa products. The discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets every week only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets.
0: Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio. Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Pet <laughs> Okay, and we're back, and uh, in the previous section, we're talking with uh, Jeff and Sean here of Train the Trainers with jeffandsean.com and we're talking about how to repel clients, how to have the right mindset, how to – you know social media and whatnot. One thing I want to talk about here, and I'm going to direct this to you first here, Sean, is client attraction. A lot of people – I think a lot of people miss the mark on this because they think uh, if you build it, they will come, and then they start to realize, hey, the people aren't coming. There's a science to this attraction, right? What's your take on that, Sean?
3: Well, the main thing standing between people pulling the trigger on purchasing a product or, or working with you is either they don't know who you are, they can't see you, they don't have an awareness or visibility of you, or they don't trust you enough if they do see you. So those are the main things that you got to get, that's the hump you got to get over. And so for me, social media has allowed me to do both those things. So I've managed to create the visibility and the awareness. And in doing the same thing by sharing videos and content, I've also managed to create a ton of trust. So people have seen results. I've created trust through the results, but I've also created trust through seeing me personally in videos and, and hearing me talk and, and share, you know, written text. So they feel different about my character. So it creates trust in a lot of different avenues. It's not just about, look, I can train a dog. It's also, what would it feel like to work with me if we were training your dog? What would it feel like to invite me into your house? Would it feel comfortable to make me a part of your team and have me work with your family? So those things are imperative. And, and I find social media is just the best, I mean, most amazing thing going for that stuff. You you build your own channel and you can do your own programming and you have all the stuff on there that you want to share with people. People come in, they see it, they go, "Wow, this guy knows what he's doing. He's a kind person. He feels good. Da 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 da, da, da. He gets great results, and so it still starts to really build this whole trust thing. And the more, the cool thing about the visibility aspect is, the more you share, the more trust you create through content. The more people get funneled in, the more people share word of mouth. The more people, you know, Nancy in Pennsylvania calls her friends and says, "Yeah, you got to check this guy's page out because he's he's giving away all these training tips and stuff. Now somebody else you know, gets on your page, and then somebody might be local, and then they end up calling you. I mean, it just chains out and chains out. So something, something I wrote down a little something actually for, for this today, and I have to share it with you real quick. And I just said you can either put your time, energy, and money into trying to find customers, or you can put your time, energy, and no money into consistently connecting, engaging, building trust, and demonstrating so much value, both character value and results value, that customers find you, and I prefer the latter. So that's really what I'm trying to do, is create so much value that I don't have to go looking for customers, and that instead customers are looking for me, which allows me then to make the choice of who's the right customer for me. So if I have a plethora of customers that are vying for my product, then I'm in the position, the enviable position, to say, you're a good fit, you're not such a good fit. So it changes the whole dynamic of choice making. If you don't have that, if you don't have an abundance of clients, then you're not you're not in the privileged position of being able to choose who's right and who's wrong because you gotta put food on the table. So at that point, you end up dealing with clients that aren't such a great fit, clients that don't show up on time, or clients that aren't as invested in the program, things like that. So. For us, you know, Laura, my assistant, has a very thorough thing she goes through to make sure that everybody's invested, and in. she's really qualifying, and she's, really, she's very sweet, but she's also you know, holding them accountable for their end of the bargain. So if they're not that excited, we would rather send them to somebody else, and we'll recommend another client. So that's kind of the overview, if I can put it real succinctly, is I don't want to have to chase after customers. I want customers to chase after me, and I do that by sharing all this content and sharing all this value. That's what's worked for me.
1: That was an excellent quote. I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm probably going to have to get that for you so I can put it on the show description because that was an excellent quote. Now, both of you have mentioned creating value through social media, so I, I think I want to push the conversation in that direction. And ask you, Jeff, let's get more into nuts and bolts because hopefully the listeners out there are realizing, okay, I'm not doing as much as social media as I should. You know, Look at Jeff and Sean. They're killing it with social media. I've got a Facebook page with 12 likes, and it's not doing anything for me. And so let's talk nuts and bolts. What does it mean, you know, what does that literally mean when we say we're going to create value? Are you talking, you put a video on YouTube and you upload that to Facebook and then you send it out to your friends? Or walk me through a little bit of what that means to get your value out there through social media.
0: Let's start out, we'll start out with this, this concept. If you were to look at your own Facebook page, of all, you should have a business Facebook page. You should have one that is primarily for your business. And that should be your main page is your business page, a fan page, a company page, if you're a you know, an organization page. Look at your page, scroll through your page, and ask yourself, am I comfortable hiring this person? So look through your page and everything you see and it should be all business. You shouldn't be having your religious stuff on there. You shouldn't be having if you're for or against gay marriage. You shouldn't be having any of these like a lot of the joke stuff that goes around. You shouldn't be having any games on there this is business stuff. So if you, want to build up your, you know, if you want to build up trust, you've got to make sure that if you look at your own page, what does that look like? It's sort of like my van is wrapped. I've got my company logos all over my vehicle. I'm the best darn driver. I don't speed. I don't litter. I'm courteous. Why? Because everybody's looking at me, and I'm representing my company. It's the same thing with Facebook. So how do I do this? Yes. I put up my YouTube videos, and then I post them on my Facebook page. I put up wonderful quotes every day. Every time I put up a picture, I don't just put up a picture that will say, look at Leo and Max in a place command. I will say this. Look at Leo and Max and the Place Command. Did you know that the Place Command is a great way to get dogs to learn common skills inside the house so when children are walking around, they're not jumping on children? You've got to give them information. You've got to give them information with each posting. Every time you put something up, you've got to give them a little bit of a nugget of something that says, Ah, I get it. I understand. That's the guy I want to listen to. That's the guy I want to be paying attention to. That's the guy I want to train my dog. Oh, he understands my situation. Oh, maybe he does work with kids and dogs. That's what you need to do. So you also want to pick your medium. Like, to be frank, I'm terrible at Twitter. My Twitter following is like pitiful. I'm really good with Facebook. I'm really good with YouTube. So what do I do? That's what I work on. You can't be everything to everybody. So grab your medium and run with it, and make it the best you can. But remember, everybody's looking at you. Also, if you put a negative comment somewhere out there, would you want one of your clients to read that? Because that's an indication of who you are. Mm -hmm. Another great thing that's really good is, if somebody puts a semi-negative, or well, if somebody puts a really bad comment on my fan page, I delete it because they're not interested in the conversation. But if somebody puts a little bit of a negative comment, how you respond to that comment, people are watching you. So if you get really you know, PO'd at that person and write some nasty stuff back, some of you will say, whoa, I don't know if I want to hire that guy. How you handle everything is in the public eye, and you always got to remember that. Can
3: I just add something? You're Please. saying you know if somebody's got a Facebook page that they don't feel is, is happening. The thing that I started off asking myself was like it was a simple thing, I said, ask yourself, what would attract you to a Facebook page? What would you wanna see? What content would cause you to wanna to share it? So I would just sit and ask myself, what would I wanna see on a dog training page? What would make me excited to go back to a page day after day? And seeing cute pictures and things like that's not enough, but if I can learn, if I can better my relationship with my dog, if I can better my dog's behavior, if I can better the quality of my life, those are things that are going to add immense value and are gonna attract me back to a Facebook page. So I feel fairly confident if I'm attracted to it and if it's motivating enough for me to want to go and and check it out day in and day out, then I know other people are going to feel the same way. So that's kind of a a good baseline for people that are trying to figure out what to post on there. Don't get lost in your head of like, well, I've got to, you know, just, think what's going to add value to people. What would people want to see? What would improve their lives? And that's really kind of the foundation for everything. Like Jeff said, you don't just post a picture and go, here's Debo and, and Bubba. You post a picture that shares the moment and then explains what you're doing and how they could implement that and use that information to add value to their life.
1: Excellent. You know, like I said, you both are given some great information, and I hope people are taking notes. I hope people are paying attention because the information you're giving is... It's both specific about, okay, here's strategy A, B, and C, but it's also general in the sense that, you know, we should be making a contribution to the lives of our prospects, of our customers and those around us. And, you know, it's just responsible business ownership in in today's day and age. People are tired of buying things, you know, and not liking the company that they work with. They want to like these companies now. And so this is amazing information. To finish up, I'll ask you first, Sean, you know, our time's almost running out. I'd like to hear from you just, you know, just something else that you guys share in your seminar something of value that could help some of the people listening today you know whether it's a specific concept or whether it's a general concept what's something else that helps business owners that you guys share in your in your seminars
0: well, I mean, like Jeff said, one of the biggest things we do, which, is,
3: which a lot of people aren't used to, is the personal development part of, of the program, and one of my favorite, favorite quotes is from Jim Rohn, and it's, learn to work harder on yourself than you do on your job, and if you work hard on your job, you can make a living, and if you work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune, and that's really kind of the underpinning for everything that we teach in that respect, and that's, if you work really hard on yourself, and you'll really develop the skills of communication and psychology and influence and connecting and caring and all those things Everything else will skyrocket. It's character-based business. So the stronger your character is, the stronger your business is going to be. That's why the personal development isn't just about walking around with a smile on your face. It's about cultivating internal value, which ripples out and creates external value for you. So that's one of the most profound things as far as something that I've learned and that I love sharing with, with people at Train the Trainers.
1: Excellent. Thank you. And Jeff, let's finish up with you. What would be you know, a good nugget, a good piece of uh, advice, good information that you could share with our listeners?
0: You know, going on what Sean said, because this is the biggest thing about self-worth. It's the kind of thing where people are like, they're making $35 an hour. They say to themselves, I would never be able to make $100 an hour. And I would say, why not? I charge $200 an hour. What is it about yourself What is it about yourself that you don't feel you can make $100 an hour? And I'll give you the best example we ever could have, a real-world, real-life example. A guy named Curtis that came to our first seminar. This guy made $8 an hour at Walmart for years, years, treated like crud at Walmart. He was one of the more natural guys I've ever seen handle a dog before. Really great dog handler. He went to our seminar. He went back. We gave him massive amounts of personal growth. After 60 days, he said to himself, I feel so good about myself. He went into Walmart, gave us two weeks. That's, a, that's another kind of, what kind of guy this is. He actually gave us two weeks to Walmart. <laughs> he is going to make $150,000 this year. Those are real numbers, real people. And how did he do that? he worked on himself. That's the only thing he did to go from $8 an hour to 150 grand was self-improvement. That's the biggest thing. You know, Sean and I are packaging our self-improvement seminars, and it's got nothing to do with dog training. We're going to be doing these self-improvement, one-day self-improvement seminars, because why? If you work on yourself, everything else is easy.
1: Well, this is great. I got to admit, I wasn't expecting uh, to, like, feel uplifted today, but uh, the reality is... <laughs> You guys have uh, have given some great information. Like I say, I always love a mix of generalities and specifics. You know, the general concepts and the specifics of how you do it. I'm a big nuts and bolts guy, but I also like to be a big picture guy. And so, so anyways, this has been some great information, Jeff. What? Uh, just uh, give us one more time. What is the website that people should go to if they're curious about your seminars or curious about getting more information from you guys?
0: Well, you can go to Train the Trainers with Jeff and Sean. Or with Sean and Jeff, and Sean is spelled S-E-A-N. Okay. And you can just, you know, you can, you can contact us through there. Our phone numbers are there. Our emails are there. And we've got a calendar of events on uh, there.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you two so much for being on the show. And thank you guys for listening. And uh, Please visit PetLifeRadio.com and click on Six Figure Dog Business to listen to all of our shows. And visit SixFigureDogBusiness.com for marketing help for your business. Thanks again, guys, for being on the show. It's been great.
2: Let's Talk Pets